Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hey, friends and faithful listeners, happy Wednesday. You are listening to the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. So a couple things I wanted to mention with the podcast before I begin our regular scheduled episode. I was seeing recently that Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts are not showing my very first episodes. In fact, it's only showing from Genesis chapter 15 onwards, which is really awful. I did notice it was happening on Spotify a long time ago, but I actually forgot to take care of it. And I was like, well, it's only on Spotify. I'll take care of this later. And I never got around to it, completely forgot about it. But then my husband brought it to my attention that it's actually happening on most platforms. It only goes from Genesis chapter 15 onwards. So this isn't good because there's a lot of episodes before Genesis 15. And especially if you want to start at the beginning of the Bible, for those of you who are newer listeners and didn't catch my early episodes, then this is not a good thing. So I need to figure this out. And I'm really sorry to everyone who is new on the podcast who is not able to hear those beginning episodes. So I will look into that and take care of that as soon as possible. And those of you who are new to the podcast can definitely go back and listen to those beginning episodes once again. That being said, I do want to mention that my beginning episodes are not very good. To those of you who have stuck with me this entire time all the way from Genesis chapter 1 till now, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for going through all those little bumps and hiccups and everything else that was happening with the podcast back then, especially with the fact that I was just not confident in front of the mic microphone, uh, not nearly like I am now, though I'm still not quite confident in front of the microphone every day, but um, I, I was much, much worse back then. So to those of you who are eventually going to listen to my beginning episodes, I am sorry for the quality of them. The sound quality is just horrific. I didn't have a professional microphone back then like I have now. I didn't have a professional recording equipment and a recording kind of studio like I have now. So I was talking into my 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 cell phone microphone. That did not make for a very good uh, podcast. So sorry about that. But uh, I will take care of that issue as quickly as possible. Now, one other thing before we begin. Yes, I've been talking a lot already. But one other thing is I notice that on Apple Podcasts, I can put the season number and also the episode number. And I haven't been doing that. I haven't been putting the episode number because I completely forgot where I was. And it's just too far in at this point for me to go back and fix every single episode and every single episode number. So if you notice that um, some of my episodes don't have a number, that is by design. I just chose not to do that anymore because it was really hard for me to go back and look at every single one because then it wouldn't save the podcast and it was a bigger mess than you'd expect. (laughs) So rather than write down what episode number I was on every single day, I just decided to scrap it. But sorry about that. But let's go ahead and finish reading Genesis chapter 39 verses 7 all the way to the end of the chapter to verse 23. As always, I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. After these things, 
His master's wife set her eyes on Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused, and said to his master's wife, Behold, my master doesn't know what is with me in the house, and he has put all that he has into my hand. No one is greater in this house than I am, and he has not kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? As she spoke to Joseph day by day, he didn't listen to her, to lie by her or to be with her. About this time, he went into the house to do his work, and there were none of the men of the house inside. She caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. He left his garment in her hand and ran outside. When she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had run outside, she called to the men of her house and spoke to them, saying, Behold, he has brought a Hebrew into us to mock us. He came in to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. When he heard that I had lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment by me and ran outside. She laid up his garment by her until his master came home. She spoke to him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought to us came in to mock me. And as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment by me and ran outside. When his master heard the words of his wife, which she spoke to him, saying, This is what your servant did to me, his wrath was kindled. Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in custody. But Yahweh was with Joseph and showed kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. The keeper of the prison didn't look after anything that was under his hand because Yahweh was with him and that which he did, Yahweh made it prosper. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to Monday's episode, definitely go back and take a look at it and listen to that first before you listen to this one. That probably would have been helpful for me to say at the beginning rather than reading the whole thing and telling you guys now. But uh, if you go back and listen to Monday's episode, you'll have a better grasp of what is happening today. Basically, Joseph is now a slave under this man named Potiphar. And Potiphar is an Egyptian general, I believe. He, let's see, he's an officer of pharaohs, is what it says in verse 1. So Joseph was probably a slave for many years, though it doesn't give us a timeline here in, um, in the Bible. It's safe to assume that Joseph was definitely a slave under Potiphar for many, many years, because Joseph was 18 years old when his story started. And now he is well-established and he is in Pharaoh's house and he is doing well. So this probably didn't take only a few months or anything like that. This was probably several years of Potiphar seeing Joseph's good and hard work and making Joseph the head of his household. And then probably a good several more years of Joseph being the head of this household and working for Potiphar. But... It says, after these things, in verse 7, it says, after these things, Potiphar's wife set her eyes on Joseph. It says in verse 6 that Joseph was actually very handsome and well-built. So Potiphar's wife, who is uh, not the most moral woman, sees Joseph and she wants him. And she comes up to Joseph and she's like, come and lie with me. And she's trying to seduce Joseph into getting him into bed with her. 
But Joseph's having absolutely none of it. And he says, no, I'm not going to do that. Look, I am the head of this household. My master has kept nothing from me except you because you are his wife. So I'm not going to do this evil thing and sleep with you. Disgrace my master when I'm the one who works for your husband. I can't do that to him. In fact, he says here in verse nine, no one is greater in this house than I am. So Joseph's kind of bragging a little bit, in my opinion. It kind of sounds to me like Joseph's bragging. And we do know that Joseph did have the sin of arrogance. Because when he lived with his father, he was a very arrogant young man who bragged about his dreams and bragged about his visions to his brothers and tattled on his brothers to his father and did all sorts of stuff. So he did struggle with arrogance. I mean, he was the favored child of his father, Jacob. So once again, Joseph is saying to his master's wife, I am the greatest of anyone who is in this house except for my master. And then in verse 10, it says that Pharaoh's wife was super persistent. It says that she spoke to Joseph day after day so that she could seduce him and lie with him. And it says he didn't listen to her. He didn't lie with her. And he didn't even want to be near her because she would do nothing but harass him whenever she was around him. So he didn't want to go near her, but he made a mistake. He goes into the house to do his work. And it happens that there was nobody in that house. It says that there were none of the men in the house. The other male servants were probably somewhere else. The guards were somewhere else. Joseph went in alone and he probably shouldn't have done that. Maybe he didn't know that he was the only one in that house. Maybe uh, he did realize it, but thought he was safe. Uh, Didn't think that Pharaoh's wife would go to the measure that she goes to, to lie about him and to frame him. But she does. And it says that when Joseph was alone in the house, Pharaoh's wife came up to him and grabbed him by his garment. So she grabbed him by this garment and she says, lie with me. So she's had enough of trying to seduce him. She's ready to basically rape this young man, Joseph. And so she grabs his garment, but he slips out of this garment. So if it's like a shirt, he slipped out of the shirt and ran outside. But she's left standing there completely alone with this shirt in her hand. And it says that she was kind of shocked because in verse 13, it says when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had run outside. (laughs) So she's probably so irritated that Joseph got away and was always saying no to her and had left the garment in her hand and had didn't want to be anywhere near her. So it says that she calls to the men of the house. So she calls for the servants and she's like this Hebrew boy, this Hebrew man, he came here to mock us. He came in to lie with me, to rape me. But I cried with a loud voice. And when he heard that I lift up my voice and cried, he left his garment by me and ran outside. So my question is, why didn't anyone in this house think, hmm, why didn't I hear a scream coming out of Pharaoh's wife? She had already said that she had screamed. But she hadn't screamed in actuality. In actuality, she had tried to rape Joseph, but now she's framing Joseph and saying, he tried to rape me. It's possible that she was that angry with Joseph that he did not listen to her. 
Or she was scared because she had Joseph's clothing in her hands and was afraid that if anybody saw her, they would know that she was trying to get with Joseph. So it could have been either of those two things. So she ends up framing Joseph and she says, Joseph was the one who tried to mock me. He tried to come in and rape me and he left his garment with me when I cried, when I cried out. So it says that Potiphar finally comes home after all of this. She speaks to him the exact same thing that she tells the male servants. And she says, this Hebrew servant whom you have brought to us. So she's blaming her husband. This Hebrew servant who you brought to us came in to mock me. And I cried out and I was trying to get people to to come and hear me. I was getting raped and I'm just such a victim and this and that and blah, blah, blah. blah. And he, she says, and he left his garment by me and ran outside. And even though this is absolutely ridiculous and we know that this isn't the truth, Potiphar believes his wife, even though his wife was a cheating loser. <laughs> And trying to uh, hurt somebody who didn't deserve to be hurt. So Joseph is getting hurt twice now. He's getting betrayed twice now. First by his brothers and now by his master's wife. It should have been another situation where Joseph was comfortable, was finally prospering in a house where, you know, even though he was the servant, he was prospering. So he shouldn't have had this happen to him twice, but this happens to him twice, the exact same thing. He just gets betrayed. And at this time, after all this happens, I'm sure Joseph was sitting there in that prison cell thinking, where are you, God? Why do you keep allowing people to betray me like this? I just want a break. I can't, I can't even imagine how Joseph was feeling sitting in that prison after all this happened and being framed for something that he didn't do and having his name just stomped on. Many people don't like to feel misinterpreted. I mean, who likes to feel misinterpreted? But yet Joseph is misinterpreted in this situation. He is thought to have been a rapist by the people who are in that prison and by Potiphar, his master, who he was trying to impress. His life has been destroyed. And so he's sitting there in that prison now after all this happens to him, after Potiphar is so angry with Joseph and believes his wife, he throws Joseph into that prison. And because Potiphar was one of Pharaoh's officers, so he was higher up, he was allowed to throw Joseph into a prison where the king's prisoners were bound. And this is very essential to Joseph's story. So if Joseph had not been bought by Potiphar, he wouldn't be in this king's prison right now. And even though this just looks awful, like if the story ended here, it would just be horrible. It would be horrible. Like what a sad story of Joseph just being in prison. And that's the end of his story. But that's not the end of his story. It says in verse 21 that when Joseph was in that prison, Yahweh was with him. Even though Joseph very likely was wondering, where is God in all of this? But it says Yahweh was with Joseph and showed great kindness to him by giving him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So the warden really liked Joseph. The warden liked Joseph a lot and ended up making Joseph the head of the prison. And it says that because 
that warden made Joseph the head of the prison. The warden didn't have to do anything. Joseph took care of everything. And it says that Yahweh allowed Joseph to prosper in that prison and everything that Joseph did. So what a fascinating turn of events here. First, we find out that Joseph has been sold as a slave. Then we find out that he's prospering with his new master and he's the head of a very prestigious household. And now he is once again betrayed, thrown into a cruddy, disgusting prison. But once again, Yahweh is allowing Joseph to prosper, even in a prison. You know, God is always with us, no matter what we are going through, no matter how hard it may seem, he is there with us and he allows us to prosper even when things seem bleak. And that is one thing I really love about God. He is always able to protect us and to take care of us. Faithful listeners, this was Genesis chapter 39, verses 7 through 23. I hope you enjoyed this episode about Joseph's life and how fascinating of a story this really is. Like I said, I just love Joseph's life. It just shows God's mercy and God's care and love for people over and over and over again. Even when things seem bleak, even when things seem impossible, God can always make a way for us. And that is just shown through Joseph's life. But friends, join me tomorrow for an episode out of Matthew at 6 a.m. We will be discussing, I believe, Matthew chapter 18. We are coming up to the end of Matthew, which is really crazy. I think we only have a about eight, eight more? I don't know exactly how many more chapters we have out of Matthew. I think there's... 28 chapters in Matt, so maybe 10 more chapters, but one way or the other, we're coming up towards the end of Matthew. And uh, that's just crazy to me because it seems like just a few days ago, I started this podcast and now I'm already through a whole book of the Bible and Genesis. Actually, we're almost completely done with Genesis as well. I I think Matthew and Genesis are really uh, lining up together perfectly. So that's kind of funny as well. I didn't plan that. (laughs) But friends, join me tomorrow at 6 a.m. and I will see you then. Happy listening and God bless.